0: You're listening to What the Dev, the weekly podcast of ST Times. And now, here's Dave Rubenstein, Editor-in-Chief of ST Times.
1: Dave Rubenstein here I'm with Laura Maria. She's a developer advocate at a company called LogDNA. How's your day, Laura? How you doing? Hi there. I'm doing quite well. How are you? I'm doing well as as well, as well as we can in these uh, <laughs> these crazy times. But, uh, yeah, so we're going to talk about today about logging in the modern day and and kind of dive a little bit into what that means. I know that you've uh, you've always said that logging is more than gathering data. It's really just trying to get a handle on what you call the chaos that that surrounds us all. So uh, you know, why don't we start off there and maybe you can expound on that a little bit and then we can uh, get a little deeper into the conversation.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So a lot of people, when they think about logging, they probably just think about, well, how do I get my system working, right? Uh, A lot of people talk about that as being part of the IT realm or the ops realm, and logging is only used there. But really, logging is all about data streams. It's about thinking about how data moves through an entire computing system. And when you think about it that way, you can use logging for so many different Things. So the systems that we build today are inherently complex, but they're also inherently chaotic. Anytime that a human being touches a system, it's going to change. And so the chaos of all of those tiny little interactions means that we need to be able to understand how all of these systems talk to one another and how they're put together and how we can maybe improve their performance, not just debug them or troubleshoot them, but how can we do things better? How can we make these concurrent distributed systems understand one another well and communicate all of the data that's flowing through them better yeah. between these multiple systems? So there's a lot to be said about just just logging. And I'm going to put gigantic air quotes around just logging <laughs> because there's so much to think about there.
1: Right, right. So uh, I guess uh, this becomes even more important as we're in a world where organizations are just collect- collecting uh, massive amounts of data, and That's there's right. so much to look at, uh, and and to be able to trace that, I guess, and follow it uh, through the flow, as it were, to make sure um that value was being delivered, and systems aren't failing, and everything's working according to plan, right? So, what, is, what right. does it kind of look like now, as opposed to uh, what it used to be like? I guess this explosion of data has kind of changed everything, no?
0: It it really has. I mean, if you think about it, in the past, you probably had maybe one or two data centers, and you had a couple servers, and you got that data from those systems, and maybe everything ran on one server or one set of servers. But now when we take a look at just all of the different systems that are running, you have these many, many data centers. You need to start thinking in terms of resiliency at scale. And so you have data centers all around the world now that you have to consider. They're not hardwired to one another sitting in a data center, but you're also getting data from all of these consumer devices. For example, if you're if you're looking at more of the edge networking and things like that, Um, So you're looking at those systems, you're looking at, you might have a uh, a virtual box and a, a virtual machine and a Kubernetes system that need to talk to one another. You have just thousands and thousands of combinations that you can possibly think of, and many more people are asking for the same data and needing to understand that data flow. So of course there's absolutely a gigantic explosion in all of this data that we're following and not everybody needs the same bits of data. So how do you make sense of it? Well, logging is the language of DevOps. It is the thing that comes, brings all of us together and we can communicate all of our needs with logging itself. Mm -hmm. So by nature, humans understand patterns. And so as it gets more chaotic and we start seeing more and more of this data, we're naturally looking for patterns and things. And really, that's where logging kind of comes into play, is you can take a look at all of this data and then start to think about, well, how can I get value out of these logs that are just growing exponentially? Well, -hmm. you look for patterns. You look for things that happen that you can say, I can reproduce that pattern. And therefore, I can start understanding the performance of my system across, Mm -hmm. you know. 20 different data centers, depending on how large you get. Right.
1: So among other things, I know that logging has or can have a key role in uh, the security of a system. Absolutely. uh, So so how exactly does that all kind of tie in? How does security and, and the data end
0: kind of tie in together? Well, there's a couple things when it comes to just taking a look at that from a security perspective. Security is looking for they're looking for those patterns. So they're able to say like, Hey, this is a unknown person a- accessing our data. And if they're accessing these three pieces of data or they're, they're showing this pattern in our logs, we can say, Oh, Hey, that's not good. They're going after whatever it might be. Let's say yeah. they're going after a specific user database
1: right.
0: um, or they're, they're trying to do something there. So that's kind of the more active, um, uh, dealing with threats. So that's one way to take a look at logging. Um, you can also talk about forensics of why did my system go down and and where were the security holes that were there? So that's kind of if somebody attacks you. But even from the point of view of taking a look at vulnerabilities in your system, logging can help you understand where those vulnerabilities are and and fix those little bits and pieces. And then you get to the compliance side. And I mean, to be honest, all of compliance is logging. It's mm-hmm. really being able to prove that something happened, that you did something correct. So, mm-hmm. I mean, logging is everywhere in there, but also from like the, the development side, you need to think about, how do I make my logs useful for the security teams? How do I ensure compliance by ensuring we're not logging personally identifiable information or PII? Right. How do you do that? Well, you have to architect that into your systems when you're developing them in the first place so that they're then useful to your security teams, your auditing teams, your compliance teams, mm. wherever they may be. Right.
1: Yeah, no, that's interesting, and I get that, and I know that log- logging has always kind of been associated with uh, those those points that you mentioned, security, compliance, more thought of as maybe a, you know an IT function more than a developer function. But right. maybe you can expound a little bit more on why logging becomes critical for the guys writing applications.
0: Well, you want to know how your application is performing, right? You want to know if you can do better. I mean, that's one of the wonderful features of logging is you can start seeing, like, let's say you do have a distributed system and you're able to watch a packet of data. And some people talk about this with open tracing, things like that. But even just in general, you're able to watch this pattern of data flowing and you can watch this packet of data moving through your system What if it bounces back and forth three or four times between two separate applications? Can you improve on that? Can you make that perform better? That would be great if you could. And that way you can really improve the quality of your development of your program that you've been writing your applications. Mm -hmm. And that's one way to just one simple example to work it into the development cycle itself. I mean, We might think of it as an IT function to take a look at logs, but good logging has to come from the development side. And so you have to really think about what data does everyone need? And this people talk about logging levels. And I've talked to a lot of people that don't really understand why we have logging levels. And it might seem obvious at first, depending on what your your background is or what you know. But the fact is, is that those data levels, those logging levels really have a lot to do with the developer putting that data in. And it has to do with who needs that information when it's coming out the other side. So trace logging levels, debug logging levels, those really are more for the developer or they're for the security team who needs to be able to understand the most minute detail that's happening inside of a system Uh and looking for those patterns of either performance or security or, I mean, there's a ton of other examples, but those are the two that are coming to mind for me at the moment. But then you get further up and your more critical and worn uh, logging levels, they're going to be with your IT or operational teams, as well as some developers. Some developers really do need to know more about what happens when those systems do start to fail. Right. So while you certainly can do that on your machine and you'll hear the, the classic joke about it works on my machine, <laughs> certainly you, you can do all of that on your local machine, but what happens when it does get to QA? When that, what happens when it gets to staging and you need to figure out how it works on these distributed systems in other data centers? Right. That's really important. That's yeah. something you have to know, and you have to be able to analyze to really level up your game when it comes to software development.
1: Yeah. So, so here, here's the thing. So, uh, you know, it seems that as data is exploding, and and people are looking at more and more things, uh, mm-hmm. the, the amount of logs and and the and the uh, the information in the logs is probably also growing exponentially. And mm-hmm. well, how, how do organizations get a handle on that? Is it by segmenting it the way you said that developers only get certain log data and IT people will get other certain log data?
0: Yeah, somewhat, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to all of that data, part of it is understanding who needs what data and segmenting it out that way, yes. Um, it's also understanding, do you need it all? The answer is typically no. Right. Uh, you don't always need all of your trace and debug log levels. And some environments, like if you're running a, a classic, you know, dev QA staging prod environment system, when you're deploying all of these different bits of code, sometimes on dev, you need everything, but you don't really need to retain it longer than a couple days. Right. But then you get out to staging and you only need the really critical stuff. Again, just before production, you need that critical stuff, but you need it over the course of. Maybe it's a week that everything needs to percolate in staging before it's allowed to go to production. Mm -hmm. If, if that's the case, you're starting to wonder about, well, okay, I need this much storage for my logs. Well, do I need this much storage? Do I need to scale that? I was actually having a conversation with a developer and they were saying, well, if my application scales 10 times, that means my log storage scales 10 times, right? (laughs) My answer was, well, no, because there, there are so many other logs that you need to think about that other than just your application logs, you now have network logs to consider. You have your your security logs to consider. You have uh, your audit, audit logs to come with that as well. And really, it's more like 10 times the amount. Just kind of random napkin math from me a little bit there, but... <laughs> it grows exponentially. It's not, it's not a one-to-one relationship of you scaling your application and, oh, I just scaled the same amount of logs. No, you're suddenly generating even more because as you scale, you have to move it all over the place. So I definitely say that people are looking at segmenting based on who needs the data and understanding that is really important and kind of putting that into your the early stages of your software development, like life cycle and having those conversations with the other teams and asking what they need. That's a huge part of just basically architecting your software.
1: Right.
0: But, but then further down the line, people start saying, well, I can only have this much storage. So then you need to start thinking about what do I let go of? And mm-hmm. that's the real hard part.
1: Yeah. So, uh, it- is what you're describing, is that kind of giving us a little glimpse of the future of what's happening with logging, or is there uh, more that uh, that you see evolving uh, in, in logging?
0: Yeah, I see a lot of different things kind of going on here. I did mention open tracing. Um, with that is open telemetry. Uh, they're both open specifications for understanding how data moves through a system. Um, I think we're going to see a ton of work there, especially as we get into more microservices architectures. And more people start doing that or they do serverless systems, Mm -hmm. Um, especially as we get more and more scale to all of our applications and software. But I think there's a lot of work that can be done um, when we think about edge computing. Uh, So one classic example is thinking about connected cars and connected, uh, connected automobiles and trucks and things like that. And the question is like, maybe we need to start doing analysis of those logs on the edge instead of sending them to a centralized repository to do that analysis of those logs. And can we do that? Is that a good idea? Because as you start sending so much data back to a centralized place to start seeing those patterns, you're going to just get larger and larger storage. And again, the question comes down to how much can you really fit? Can you really spend that much money on that much storage Compared to your application right. when it comes to your logs, so there's I've been seeing some some discussion about sending your log management system out to these little edge bits and pieces and Internet of things, edge computing, uh, any of those lovely uh, lovely terms that are out there, mm-hmm. sending that log management out to those smaller systems and sending analytics back or sending the um, the pattern back to a centralized place where you as the human being can take a look at them. But I'd say that probably the biggest thing that I'd I'd say to people is that really the future of logging to me is that the audience of logs are more and more becoming machines, not human beings. Because we're starting to get to the point the data is so big that we need help putting everything together so we can find all of these patterns. Right. So that's where we start talking about structured logging if you've ever heard of that term. And I'm saying you as in anybody listening, really. (laughs) Uh, Structured logging is taking the data that you have and putting it in such a way that is standardized, structured, so that machines can parse it and start giving you your metrics and monitoring and all of those things that, all those different bits and pieces that most people think of when they think of logging. Mm -hmm. But logging is underneath all of these. So the future of logging to me is working more closely with, you know, edge computing and IOT and thinking about how do we manage all of those logs while also working with observability, which would be open tracing, open telemetry metrics, monitoring all of those things, but really everything underneath is all logs. It's logs all the way down.
1: Well, that seems uh, to be a good place to kind of wrap it up. So uh very interesting discussion. Uh, I, I liked uh, the uh, way you went on about uh, developers having a key role in logging or vice versa, logging having mm-hmm. a key role in development. So uh, Laura Maria, developer advocate at LogDNA, thanks so much for your time today. Really appreciate it.
0: Thank you for having me. It was a great time.
1: And to all our listeners, until next time, this is Dave Rubenstein. So long for now.